0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Rich Klein and I are going to talk about combo cards. We're going to look at it from a then and now perspective. We both have childhood memories of those, and we have adult memories of those. We're going to bat that around, but thanks sponsors, certainly the card companies, Tops. We'll mention Tops today, but Panini, Upper Deck as well, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Compsy.com and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So combo cards or combination cards. Combo cards, when I'm defining it, primarily means when you've got more than one player on the card. The rookie combo cards, the floating heads kinds of cards, I guess those are in that genre too. But we're more talking about just veterans or younger players and maybe a posed photo
1: with the two. Is that the way well, you take and it, Rich? It as, as, as you were doing the intro, I started thinking most people think the combo cards began for the most part in 53 Bowman. But if you really think about it, there's 1911 mecha double folders where you have a combo card of two people. But you can't see them both at the same time. But you can't see time. both at the same time. AKA f- a- 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 55 tops double header. Well, T202s. Or T202s. Yeah, uh, uh, triple folders. Triple folds. So yeah. there really are combo cards going, and there are 1930s Goudies. There's some photos, not in the main sets, but in some of the premium sets of players together. Batter ups. Batter ups. There's some high number teammates, I think. One
0: guy's. On somebody else's yes. shoulders, I, I don't remember. Anyway, so it's been a novelty, and it didn't wreak havoc with us, but it was difficult to price those cards because they're exceptions. Well, and you know, we the had to track them. If it's a superstar and a bum, is it a superstar price? Maybe not quite, but it's certainly not yeah. a bum price of
1: somebody that didn't pan out. When you talk about that, one of the best examples of what you do is the 59 Clemente triple card. That's a high number card. Corsair you, Trio. Corsair Trio. What is it? Bill Verdon, Clemente, yeah, Bob, and Bob Skinner? Bob Skinner,
0: yeah.
1: You know, you've got Clemente on that card. And not only is he your all-time favorite player, but he's in the Pantheon. He's a first-tier Hall of Famer. High number. Yeah. So it's a superstar plus. But is it as good as a card as Mays McCovey in 66, which isn't really a high number, but you've got 1,400 players on the card? And then there's always the famed... It's not really a combo card, but you have the 56 Aaron with the background photo of Willie Mays sliding, that's not really a combo card, but that's two Hall of Famers. Two
0: amazing guys,
1: yeah. Even though I digress, really the first combo cards that most of us consider in the modern era are the 53 Bowmans, the mantle, the 53 Bowman color. I agree and disagree because you're right,
0: but the combo cards that have a descriptor, that have a title of Dodger Sluggers. Yes. Or Yankee Yankee sluggers, Yankees, do, Dodger power. It's Yankee power
1: hitters, Dodger sluggers, or Don't, vice yeah, versa. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Any anyway, those are labeled as such. Yes. And and I think in my neighborhood, those were really considered pretty because they were more so. And fifty three Bowman was a few years before that. Those were interesting, and that those were great photos, and they were posed photos, and they made sense, but they weren't titled. It was
1: it was just Martin it was size. just Martin and it, was, it, it, yeah, it wasn't yeah. and, it wasn't yankee here's the other thing that makes these so interesting 69 is the last year for a long time of combo cards they go away there's some except for the mo- yeah leader cards really aren't combo cards they're really only existent from 57 to 69 they're existent again today in the flagship set right. there's lots of those cards they're cool it's almost like they're bringing back the coolness of the combo cards in the heritage sets aren't they
0: bringing back it's like the same number. Yes. They're doing a, a pretty direct correspondence to really appeal to people who collected the reminiscent, the heritage set that looks like
1: 58s. It's got the 58 combo cards, the same numbers. Well, I've uh, talked to Clay Loraxley about that. And Clay is, you can't do it for every card, but he's very cognizant. And they make sure there's a lot of, we'll call it unconscious or subconscious references to the original set, like 62 tops. Jorge, Jorge Posada within the heritage, which is 10 years ago so it's 2011 was 360 62 tops 360 is Yogi Berra. Right. Gee, let's see Yogi, Yogi catcher, Yankee catcher, Yankee catcher. So there's a lot of that they do, some of it they don't do, but some of it they do catch. I
0: think Tops did a good job on that over the years that there weren't that many mess-ups to where they put together things that weren't cohesive that didn't go together that, that starting with 57 tops 58, 59. I just think Mandel and Mays together and Mays and Aaron, is that 64? That's 64. There's, there's, those cards may be undervalued.
1: I think they are. In stones. the current
0: uh, structure of when we priced cards that we weren't setting the price prices, what they were selling for. But there was a little bit of a discount for a combo card. When in reality, there might be some other pricing theory. It
1: wouldn't stand up if people didn't pay it. But it's the sum of the I don't know if it's the sum of the two, but it's definitely when you have a really good combo, like the 62 manager's dream card, and you have other people in the background, too, that are good. That mm-hmm. You have cards like that. It's okay. That could actually maybe not be more a than a premium. This, but a premium, a premium over a, maybe even. Yes. And- Again, we can talk about pricing
0: philosophy. <laughs> we were doing price guides. We get philosophize, but the prices, the, the cards went for what they went for. And the latitude I have, when I'm selling my cards, I can put any price I want on them. When you and I are doing price guide, it's got to be what people are selling the cards for. Well, what's interesting,
1: too, is when you sell those cards, it's really more either player or set-oriented. You can't always use the team orientation because a lot of times you have two different teams. Two different teams. If you have that, where do you put the card in when you have, I think it's Bobby Shanson, Lou Deck? Do you make that a Yankee card or do you make that a Milwaukee break? If you have them from the same team and you have... You know, Mantle and Maris, they're not on a card together, but if you had Mantle and Maris on a 62 card, you could make that a Yankee card, you can make that a Mantle card, you can make that a set card, you have more places to sell that card to.
0: Nowadays, there are not just the Heritage and the top sets, there there are multiplayer patch cards in every sport. And if we get to the rookie cards, same thing, there's more than one rookie and
1: they're not always on the same team. And Panini wow. does have some multiplayer cards in their Donra sets specifically, and I'm sure some of their others too. So Panini does have multiplayer cards. I don't think Upper Deck has as many up, uh, multiplayer cards in their base sets, but they do, as you said, there's a lot of combo cards with autographs and jerseys, and all the card companies do that to some extent. And usually those cards have some premium because they're usually printed to a very short number.
0: And like booklet cards, yes. uh, uh, and those are generally short printed. And but that's not really exactly what we're talking. No, about. it's not. I guess if you had a booklet card, it, it'd be pretty obvious. That with all that real estate, you probably
1: could show more than one player. Here's some interesting things. Like some of the most popular cards in '93, are when they put, and they're very small photos. But all the players on those winner cards, those gold winner cards, oh, the black golds. Yeah. And, and I will tell you, those cards sell for more than you would think they would Shh. sell. For. Do not tell people that, Rich. Okay. You're, doing, you're giving away a secret. <laughs> yes, believe me, I've
0: been burned too. No, when I see those, I I pick them out. Again, I, this, this is so horrible. All all of our secrets are going to be out. Actually, by the time I get to a thousand episodes, there'll be no more secrets, I think. <laughs> but if I'm looking through a dollar box and I see one of those multiplayer things, and it's got and and there's somebody great on there. And so what you have, if there's eleven guys on there, on a lot of them there is the ABCD you have 11 chances to get somebody's player collection that they're looking for or or team collector. And so there could be a lot of demand for that one card. It's not that it's that tough. It's just that the demand is probably higher than the supply at this point.
1: When you talk about secrets, you realize in 1990, when you hired Grant, you hired Mike Hirsch, you hired me. We all knew things about the cards. You knew a lot. You Even you will say, I don't remember everything. And Uh we all brought our stuff down. And all of a sudden, a lot of things that were, let's say, quote, secretive before, started getting into the price guides about the scarcity of certain cards and certain series and the prices going up.
0: And that was a natural flow. and was a good thing. And because, like I said, the secret is not that something is worth more. The secret is why it's worth more. Because unless you do that, it, it seems like an anomaly. But then when you unpack it and put it together, and like you said, with Grant and Mike and you and other Dan, other outstanding guys we had there who re- really studied the cards yeah. and really had a lot of experience on their own. And it was just fed into the collaborative process. Those were the good old days, Rich. Yeah, I, but
1: I'm not I, t- but I'm t- talking t- about, think about all the secrets I knew that I brought with me about the the knowing which 67 Mets and Yankees yeah. and the high numbers were $20 yeah. and you had them at seven. You, you brought your New Jersey secrets. I brought my New Jersey secrets. <laughs> but as you said, it's not a bad thing. It made- It's not a bad thing at all. So it's not a bad thing to and to talk about what you
0: knew. And, and most of that stuff is out, published and all that stuff. But the problem is that we can see and we did our dollar box episode is that it's just hard for somebody to know all those things. I know a lot of them, but I don't know everything. That's why when you go through a dollar box and then I go right behind you, I'm still finding stuff and vice versa. And It might be that we're looking for slightly different things, but we're
1: also seeing things differently. Well, I went through a box that had your initials. it didn't have mine of Ron and Rhett Palmer's. Yeah. And as I said, it was a small, unannounced one-day show, and you had had a previous commitment, and you project, and you yeah. and, and you try to perform more than one-day notice or six-hour yeah. notice. Yeah. And I picked out 250 cards from that box it was, that I'd already looked. that you'd already looked at. That that hurts.
0: Uh, okay, but it gets worse, Rich, because <laughs> I also the time before the, at the show went through Ron and Rhett's box. A second time, my initials were on there. They assured me they had not added anything. How many cards did you find? And I still pulled out a hundred cards the second time through, which is just amazing. If you're looking at a monster box, if you take one second per card, you'll be still on the first box when the show is
1: over. If it makes you feel better, I picked exactly five cards out of the second box that had your initials on it. Okay. Maybe something was put in it.
0: Anyway, one of the fun things in the hobby is there's plenty of cards for everybody. But combo cards are really cool. And And they're cool today. I I think they're especially cool. Yes. Because there's just so many different poses of your favorite player when you get that distinction of being with somebody else. Again, I think there really needs to be reason for why they're together. And it it ought to evoke a story or
1: some connection. There's a Project 2020 card where they did the players. But there's one where the artist put Bryce Harper, like giving Mike Trout a a haircut. (laughs) So I included that you know, in the Comcy database, just in case somebody doesn't care about trout but likes Harper. Look at that. That's Bryce Harper. Well,
0: we're not saying that combo cards are where somebody's in the background. I think Panini no, this and Upper was, Deck just settled
1: their, their they lawsuit. They did. They settled their lawsuit. A background. this was pretty product. obvious. He's ah, like giving trout right. a haircut. But
0: again, I really want to thank you for doing that. If you're doing that in the ComC database, I hope that the Beckett database is capturing that too and any other database out there, because that's helpful. I want to know if if it's a, an inaction photo of a first baseman, if he's holding a runner
1: on and that runner is somebody famous, well, I'd like to know. That's or, the 83 or, tops Reggie Smith card with Ryan Sandberg in a rookie card year coming back into first base. That's a good card. Dave Slipka, our fellow teammate at Beckett, sent me a note right. about a 92 score soccer card that has some famous player in his rookie card year guarding somebody. Okay, we'll put that in. Yeah. And I appreciate that because I just looked that. It's not only good for knowledge, but it's frankly good for sales, too. It's a secret until it's not a secret. It's like the exactly. Menendez brothers. It wasn't a secret. People say, what's up? Then all of a sudden, it, well, the cat's out of the bag, I, I don't and call the price them, goes back down again. I only call them famous people in the background. Yeah. I, don't well, use, yeah, I don't use the Menendez brothers. I don't yeah, want some. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, then I... I, I
1: I didn't misspeak, but
0: it's it's a matter of public record yes. now, and and you, it's just curious whether that was an intentional accident or not. In fact, that's when what the combo cards are in, 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 intended to be
1: interesting, and they are. They are. And look where we went to on this conversation. <laughs> we went. To, gee,
0: I hope combo cards keep going, and, uh, and, and I and think the future. Adding to them, and the, as you used to say,
1: the future looks bright for combo cards.
0: 80 basketball.
1: It's, now that's not really a combo it's card. It's not a combo, but it's problematic. It's problematic. So, yeah. That That's a bad example it's, of a combo card. Uh, yeah,
0: which is not really a, a combo card, but it's just Problematic unless it's Bird Johnson Irving. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Bird, yes. Give me some more of those. Yes, yeah, I think those are sold out. Yes. Well, thanks everybody. Thanks Rich. Uh, combo cards. We like combo cards. And if there's an increased demand on those, not necessarily because of this episode, but in the future, I, th- I think they're great cards. I think great cards. Historical and uh, relevant. So, thanks Rich. Thanks everybody. Be back tomorrow. The